Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and I'll tell you what, nothing runs like a deer. And I have one sitting opposite oh. me right now, my co-host, Oliver Deer. <laughs> Hello. That's probably your greatest one yet. Thanks. You really thought about that. I can't believe it's <laughs> taken 31 weeks to get to one that works as well as that one does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the old John Deere. Um, yeah. How are we doing this week, Scott? Ollie, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Bit of housekeeping from last week, actually. Mm-hmm. I did say at the end of the last week's show with um with Justice League that I was wondering if last week's episode was going to be my last before I finished uni. Yeah. Um, it's not. I'm still going, but uh, the exams are completely finished. Yep. Still got one very 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 important major thing to do. Yep. And that's been taking up my time for the last five. It or, is both of our last. Days. Sorry, it is your last week of university. Yeah. Ever. Until you come back to be a teacher. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the whole high school uh, home and away thing just to keep an actor on, on set. Oh, yeah. Just make him become a teacher and keep him around. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. But I will say that um, you and I are both kind of out of it right now yeah. because of this. I'm yeah. uh, I'm a little bit exhausted from, from uh, sitting in front of a computer all day. Uh-huh. And not, I'm, that's not like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm exhausted from uh, food poisoning. Yeah, it's, so that's it's fun. Full on food poisoning, <laughs> isn't it? Is that, it sure is. That, it was always in the back of my head, thinking that you've these are the symptoms. But you also said to me it might be um, alcohol dependency. Ah, yes. Could could be alcohol dependency. Yeah, <laughs> it could be either or. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, food poisoning. Bit bit. Uh, milk was a bit too was, old. Was this? Oh, it, it was your pasta. Dish. I yeah made a part made a carbonara, <laughs> like a packet yeah. packet carbonara with butter and um old milk. You... The old milk smelt okay. It looked okay. Well, you, you gotta didn't... you gotta read the labels all. It doesn't feel okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, that's that's our week. I really do want to talk about yeah what we've what we watched this week. Yep. The Orient Express. Yeah. The murder. Agatha Christie's classic from the 30s. Adaptation. Yeah, from the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Into Kenneth Branagh directed and starring yeah, he's film. A, he's a good boy, isn't he? Yeah, we like Kenneth Branagh. I would be so disappointed if Kenneth Branagh turns out to be problematic, like oh, other yeah. Hollywood actors have come out and right. had allegations. If, if there's ever a Kenneth Branagh, that might be... That might be it for me. He's I'll someone... just completely turn off Hollywood. <laughs> he's he's someone that's always been in the background of yeah. Hollywood. Like we we all always knew him as his Professor Lockhart, mm-hmm. and then he would occasionally appear in things like Dunkirk this year. Yeah, and we were like, hey, that's that's Lockhart. I was looking at his IMDb page today, and um, the you know how like the top four are the ones that are presented straight up. Right. I hadn't seen any of those four, nor was I like. That is clearly like his well known. Like oh. to me, it's been like Dunk this and uh, Harry Potter. Right. But like it was all these like movies from like the from the nineties, I think. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, he's more established than I was expecting. His four most best and popular are movies that I hadn't even seen. Yeah. Good boy. He is a good boy. Yeah. And he had a great mustache in this movie. Mm. Last week, um, you and I prefaced this show by saying that. It was going to be a short one. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, the unedited audio went for an hour and 35 minutes, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which is the longest we've ever recorded, Yeah. Uh, let alone had to edit down from. So this week, though, we are going to stick to our promise, I'm pretty sure, and we mm-hmm. are going to make this one a, a, it's kind of short, yeah. a shorter episode. Uh, digestible, I think, is Ooh. going to be a, a good word for it. Yummy, bite-sized. Yeah, bite-sized. Here's a bite thought size for you, edition. Wally. Here's a thought for you. Yep. A regular-sized Milky Way bar? Or those really small bite-sized mini ones, but three of them. Yeah, the With, little ones. Yeah, the little... Why? Because... Hmm. I can tell you why. Commitment? I can tell you why. Yeah. I don't know, I just, I'd never thought about this until right now. <laughs> in the little ones, because the chocolate goes around the edges uh-huh. to like keep all the bits inside. <gasps> oh. So I feel like you're getting you're getting four more of those. You get four more of those edge chocolate. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So you're technically getting more chocolate, I think, for the same amount of bar. Right. Anyway. That's, that's, no, that's a good point. Also, the commitment factor of 
opening a big one and thinking, oh, wow, I have to eat all oh, of yeah, this, I'll like, for now. Whereas you got three little ones. He's like, oh, I'll have this one. Mm, mm, yummy. Oh, yum. could Ooh. have another one. Could save it for later. Mm, no, could I have it now. Mm, yep. Yum, yum, yum. Exactly. Cool. Welcome back to Ignorance Is This. I'm hey. his friend, Scott Martin. Oliver Deer is sitting opposite me. And now we're going to talk about a movie that came out this week. The Orient Express. Yeah. I was a trailer boy. Okay. Um, you were... Now, I just watched the trailer. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I didn't think it was quite good. <laughs> Not from... You know, it was it was a, it was a very mixed bag. Yeah, from, that's, a good, um, that's a better description. From me enjoying it, because after doing this show for 31 weeks, uh-huh. it's... um. It started to like form what makes a, a trailer good for me, right? So this had no element of spoiler in any way. Yeah. It it very very quickly explained the plot. Train gets derailed. Um, there are all these different. There's like the the doctor and the the widow. Mm-hmm. Who could it be? There's been a murder on this train, and I am the world's greatest detective. Get out of here, Batman. <laughs> um. I've got a sweet stash, yeah, and I'm gonna solve the mystery. Perfect. Well, yeah, I, I That's thought, all you need. Yeah, but the... they made a fucking horror movie trailer before it. <laughs> Thirty seconds of this train is haunted by ghosts. Basically, yeah, it was right. it was really over the top, trying to be scary. It was like really like loud, like train right. tracks being derailed, and then like the sound effect of like a you know that Bioshock Infinite sound piece that we yeah. use in our film of yeah, like the, the the crescendoing violins. Yeah. The scary violins. So, so that was annoying. And then I had an Imagine Dragons song to cap it off. Yeah, it had three acts. Like the first act <laughs> was the horror movie. The yeah. second act was this cool one shot where it introduces you to all the characters, which is actually in the movie. Yeah. Except they're like sort of plastered their characteristics over each yeah. person as it went through. And then the last act was Imagine Dragons playing for no reason. Like, what the hell? This is not set. Yeah. In this year. <laughs> Ironically, the complete opposite of my enjoyment of the acts in the film. Okay. Um, I enjoyed the the middle act of this trailer and not the first and second, and the opposite <laughs> kind of played in my opinion of the movie. Okay. Um, not to say that it was bad by any stretch, absolutely not. I just thought that the middle was kind of draggy. Yeah. But um, it was you know the source material and the actual plot of it. Mm. it not even it had nothing to do with the director of or whatever I would say, or even performance. You mm. know, the cast is phenomenal. It's a next-level yeah. cast. I was going to say, the, the performance in this, in this movie were really good. Yeah, hell yeah. Josh Gad was good. Imagine that. I, I, I know. Josh Gad was doing really good, <laughs> and I was like, I thought this guy was supposed to be like a funny comedy relief person. Yeah, see, like... But he was legitimately good. People, people jumped on the Josh Gad hate train because, right. of, um, because of like that movie with Adam Sandler, what's it called? Pixels. Oh, okay, yeah. And he, and he did a couple of like, look at me, I'm just the bumbling idiot, fat guy, right. whatever character. He kind of became typecast as that. But my uh, first two uh, experiences with Josh Gad were great. So I really like Frozen, yeah. the movie, and yeah. he's Olaf in that. Uh, you know, great, that's fine. And then he was also he played a character called Bear Claw in <laughs> in uh, TV uh, New Girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> just a recurring character. I think he's in like two or three episodes yeah. and he just plays an idiot. <laughs> but like, not like a, look at me, I'm just so dumb. He kind of plays like a very like shy and nervous kind of dude yeah. that just wants to hang out with a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So I was like, oh, this guy's funny. And then everyone was like, I hate Josh Gad. I want him to be dead. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, he was good in this, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. A good he was dramatic really good. actor. Anyway, what I was saying before was um, I think that the source material... Of the, you know, it's a classic novel. Right. It's telling you that there is a murderer on this train. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Come on, be, be guilty. <laughs> it's a classic Lockhart. whodunit. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the epitome and the actual mold of a whodunit, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but yeah, like the middle act, I thought was draggy, but at the same time, because you're invested in. I'm going to be the one to figure this out. Yeah. You are actively paying attention I have to that, every dialogue. I have that exact note, I think. I said, I think the movie would have been quite boring if it were not for the whodunit genre. Yes, If there okay. was not this ever-present mystery of trying to figure out whodunit, <laughs> um, it would have been kind of boring because the middle was just like a lot of interviewing people. Yeah. Um, just hit, like uh, the detective with such Kenneth Brenner interviewing various people on the train and them telling him why they couldn't have possibly done it. Yeah. And then and then sometimes it was like, hey, we 
need more locations rather than just asking people on this train. We need to find new places to interview people. And then one scene, they go outside and he has set up a table and a chair <laughs> outside right, in the yeah. snow. And, yeah. and then he explains it quickly by saying, oh, I'm trying to get you off guard by how, like doing this, out, this interview out in the snow. Yeah. I was like... Nah, you're just trying to make this movie a bit more interesting <laughs> by not keeping it all on the train. Kenneth Branagh, you just want your cameraman to have more space. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, like, things like that was like, oh, that's a bit... Well, like, it's not... Like, you, you would yeah. want to do it because... Yeah, that's true. Like, it's good spicing it up like that. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I felt it's, it was hiding the fact there was just a lot of talking and, like, uh, talking heads, you yeah, know, yeah. speaking to each other. I will just say quickly that you and I both just kind of gave the impression that it's important to move around, but there are some excellent movies that are, that are localized in a very small space, oh, sure, like sure. Um, the room and no, I'm serious. Oh, the, sorry. Wait, you're talking about room is which one is the bad one? Room is the good one with the boy in the, okay. And, uh, are you and, sure about that? Yes. Okay. And the room is the, the room. Okay. Is the uh, bad one. And, um, and the hateful eight is another example. Right. Of yeah. There being, you know, that was snowy as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like this was Hollywood's attempt to do that, though. Right. If you know yeah. what I mean. It was. It had a lot of formula in it, in, yes. in some aspects. And, and, it, and it also wasn't an original thing. They had to adapt it. Yeah. Like, they just got really lazy. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, oh, we're taking this story. We're going to blah, blah, blah. We'll just do it. You know, we'll do our usual formula with everything. Yeah. But, but it's still interesting because at the core, it's still a whodunit. And so it's keeping people interested. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. So we cracked it. Yeah. We are the uh <laughs> we solved the Kenneth the... Branner of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we solved the case of what makes a movie good. I'll point out another thing that I thought was very Hollywood with the film is that Hollywood love using uh temp music or just music in every scene. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like they it doesn't matter what it is, there'll be music in the background. Okay. It never never silent and silence can be very useful. But I felt in this, they were always had music where at other times, if they just kept it silent, it would have been so much more effective. The performances in this were so good. Like, I remember during Josh Gad's, like, he had a monologue thing. Mm-hmm. And also um, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, she had a monologue towards the end. And they both had this sort of uplifting music behind right, it. Okay. And it was like this doesn't suit the scene. This is just kind of music that they're putting there to kind of keep things moving with the, yeah. and just keep music there so they can, I don't know. I don't know why they want to use, just, they just want to feel the scene. Yeah. So people aren't bored by silence. Yeah. I guess. Um, or, or just bored by monologue. Yeah. They, but, they don't trust in the actors clearly. Yeah. And it just took away from the performance a little bit because it was giving attention. It was giving a mood that wasn't there. Yeah. And if you just kept it, Without, it would have been so much more tense, every scene that did this. Just in line with the trailer, just a very irresponsible <laughs> yeah. and dumb use of music. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the tone. Fire this composer. Tra- yeah, get rid of him. <laughs> in the bin, mate. Um, yeah, so, but what about the aesthetic? Because I wrote that the aesthetic was perfect. Okay. Like, costuming, everything about oh, yeah. it. Like, just the whole setting. Yeah. Uh even like just the interior of the train, just yeah. everything about it was, you know, like we just said, it was set in one location, but it was never really boring so much in terms of like yeah. what we were visually looking at. The narrative kind of, the structure kind of was falling apart because it was so much talking heads. Yeah. But I just think that the actual look of everything was awesome. Right. Maybe they, it was they, just the mustache. They found ways to have other locations than the interior of the train. They had the top of the train, the side of the train, um, uh, the, the, they, and they had they a, were almost in a tunnel. At yeah, one point. almost in a tunnel, and they also had um, <laughs> a staircase sort oh, of yeah, lead, right. where Josh yeah. Gad ran at one point. Um, oh yeah, he fell all the way down, didn't yeah, he? That he would have hurt. <laughs> I just want to point out the plot holes from my perspective, but maybe you can answer them. Um, I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so big spoilers for who did it. Yeah, it was all of them. Yeah, everyone on the train, save for. The inspector, which is Kenneth Branagh, the main character, the oh. detective, yep. um, and the president of the train who owns the train. The president of the train. Is that what the... Is that what the... Yeah, he was the president of the company <laughs> that owned the train. Okay. So those two, and they're like friends, <laughs> and they were the only two who weren't involved. Yeah. Literally everyone else stabbed Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Why why was Kenneth Branagh on the train? Did they purposely get him there? I don't I don't think so. No, because so he, why would they want a person that could figure out, you know, this was supposed to be their right. little oasis away from the high bustle and right. whatever. It was literally on a train and they had a whole a whole carriage filled to the one thing. You could argue then that if you had an inspector and you became friends with him, mm. then he could sell the story of it being what he ended up doing was, yeah. hey, the person just came into the window somehow and then killed him and then jumped out the window somehow. You could say that. Like, if like they, yeah, that you can convince the detective to, te- like... Yeah, because if you have not the best detective in the world, then they'll just point the finger at Josh Gad or whatever. Yeah. Then he's going to prison. But if they get the best, maybe they were... They would mean that they could have... They could convince him to, like, get them all off. Yeah. Which is what happened. Wait, when you said the president <laughs> of the train before, and I thought that was really funny, <laughs> were you talking about the guy that I thought was Chuck Bass? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> his friend, his mate. Yeah, okay. Wait, his... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but he was the one that kind of said, hey, get on the train, right? And he was the one he person the that guy... had nothing to do with it? Yeah. Because he's the president. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why he wasn't involved was because he was on a completely separate carriage. Yes. So that's why he was written off straight away. I kept thinking he would definitely be, like, part of it. Because yeah. he's... They wrote him off so early, and I was like, don't write him off. He's he's always gone back. And even at the end, where everyone's sort of... Okay, he, yeah, everyone's sort of sitting in a line, and then he's behind them with a gun. I was like, ooh, tense. This dude's behind with a gun, like he's going to shoot somebody or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, did, I, I thought for some reason they had wanted, quote, the world... Probably the world's most greatest detective. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. He which is... Which IMO was a bad line. Um... <laughs> Huge call. <laughs> I will say this. In the trailer, he said, I'm probably the best detective in the world. Yeah. And I didn't think it was funny for whatever reason. Yeah. But when we saw it on screen, yeah. I chuckled at that quite oh, a yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. On screen, it was it was funny. because <laughs> It was funny because I thought it was just cringy. Oh, okay. I was laughing because it was funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a couple people giggle. Yeah. And I was just like... Maybe, uh, maybe it was the uh, the audience sound effect that you, that we have. Um, yes. Sorry, the audience laugh track that we yeah. coined here on the show that makes you laugh as well. Yeah, just because you're in a positive environment, you know. Couple other quick plot things. Mm-hmm. Um, if so, sorry, if someone does know the actual answer, if there's been like a fucking interview with Ag- Agatha Christie in the, oh, yeah. in the forties when she said the reason why he was on there was because of this actual important reason. Yeah, and they all had something to do with killing Depp. Because uh, there is a reason. Just let us know. I'd like to actually yeah. know that, and I don't want to do research. Because I completely forgot why he was on the train in the first place. He was heading towards some mystery. Or yeah, something. he just wanted to eat some pastry, is and then wh- then they got him on there for some reason. Oh, there was that dude. There was the there was yeah, sequel yeah. setup man. Oh, mate. Oh, it was and sequel he came setup out and man. Said, hey, there's been a development in whatever thing and he's like i don't want to hear it and he's like nah it's hell important you need to go somewhere right now yeah and then that's why and then that's why There's he was a... also there yeah. when he got off at the end because uh... he would have taken another train that wasn't derailed for a couple of right days. okay it just seems a major coincidence to have this very elaborate crime occur on a train where it just so happens to be the probably the world's most greatest detective i i think it's so that they could get off and it might have been nudged to have oh, him right. on. Oh, right, okay. So, that yeah. Call, call us Hercules Periori because yeah. we are the smartest <laughs> We are the smartest people in podcasting. That's his name, by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. He's, yeah, it's Hercules. a continuous joke where they keep on calling him Hercules, and he's yeah. like, it's Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> Another quick weird thing. When they're at the end, they're all lined up, right? They're in the tunnel. Yeah. They're lined up against... Against like uh, like as if you were heading into the tunnel, they're lined up on chairs, and they're all okay. sitting in a line, perfectly sort of just arms folded, and then he approaches them to make his verdict. I'm thinking, who set this up? Yeah. Who who set up this little arrangement of people, and who set up those chairs? Yeah. No. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? Um, it was. The president, he just he still wants them to get a five star review at the end of it. Yeah. So he's setting up some comfort. Yeah. That was actually an, an actual moment for me that was genuinely confusing. Not just oh who set up the chairs. Yeah. 
But two minutes before that, he was fighting the doctor. That's true. And the doctor was like, it was me. I did it all along. And then it just cut to him, like, walking towards the people. And the yeah. doctor was in that little lineup. Yeah. So they never showed them, like, stopping or realizing and then going to the spot and being like, oh, just all of you go over there, please. Yeah, right. I'm going to do this. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I just, uh, going to tell you who done it. Just yeah. go over there. <laughs> I, sorry. I know that you literally just stabbed me or you yeah. cut me with a knife or whatever. Can you just go over there for a moment? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be sick. It's going to, it's going to be say. a really nice shot yeah. of, you know, it's going to be great for your timeline photo on Facebook <laughs> of all of you yeah. lined up in that way. I feel like there's probably some things that have been cut around that point. You would hope so because yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't, and it kind of that did draw me out. Yeah. Um, that they did that. Yeah. Um. Okay. What about uh my turn for a note? What about the comedy? The comedy. Yeah. The f- the first uh fifteen minutes or whatever was very you know heavy on trying to make people laugh. What and was I- a joke? Just so you um, can remind me. The joke of him stepping in some poo. And then ah, yes. he steps in the other foot as well. Yes. Yeah, balance. Yeah, so he had the to have The scales balance. of justice. Yes. Yeah. This guy gets it. Um, but I actually thought that it was funny enough, and I was completely... I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, right. Because um, you don't get that impression from not only the trailers, but most likely the source material as well. Yeah. But this guy is the smartest dude in the world, and he's... That also means that he's a connoisseur of comedy, obviously. Right. My Going into this movie, because I didn't know anything about it, I kind of had the expectation this would be like a 60% movie on Rotten Tomatoes. I still don't know. Interesting. But I just, I was thinking it's not going to be great. It's not, it might be, you know, average at best. Um, And so I was thinking, well, if it's average at best, that possibly means like just... I hadn't heard much about it, but this is just what I thought based on very short promo material I'd seen, not yeah. not including a trailer. Um, so I assumed, oh, this is just going to be generic Hollywood, which means there's going to be maybe some interesting things, but I usually Hollywood doesn't do an interesting start to a movie. Maybe like if they're, if they're just trying to get you on the train, they're just going to have some filler crap at yeah. the start. So it, at the, that start bit, I was kind of not expecting it to be funny i was kind of yeah my expectations were set oh this is just going to be crap until they get in the train mm-hmm. and it and was okay you know it yeah. set it set up the character well enough yeah it, it had some comedy as well with the eggs yeah know, like it's got to be perfect that yeah. came into play later yeah i think my favorite bit of the whole movie might have been the beginning <laughs> the, <laughs> the first 15 yeah. it was actually genuinely yeah, you was. know he was a very light-hearted he had no he hadn't no like Doubt on his heart or whatever. Like right. He was just a happy-go-lucky dude. He yeah. just solved another case. Yeah. He's out here making jokes that the tie isn't straightened enough because he's clearly got a, a some kind of like OCD. It sounds yeah. like. Um, but no, no. It's just he just wants to everything to be in balance, and that's why he can detect inaccuracies so easy. Yeah. Because he, if something isn't perfect, then that like stands out to him or whatever. Yeah. So they, I thought they all set that up very well. But you're right that it was. Um, you know, you, you and I both had the same expectation with you not seeing stuff and me seeing stuff mm. that I also thought it was going to be pretty generic Hollywood, whatever, which for some reason I definitely got that vibe, even mm. though you've got the cast list that you do and the source material that you have. I always, I just thought they're, they're going to fuck this up somehow. Mm. And there wasn't a blatant fuck up moment. Mm. There was no like major plot holes, I suppose. You could argue that they should have killed him as well, you know? Oh, who? Oh, Kenneth? Yeah. Right. Because, like, if they were all in on it, then why didn't they yeah. kill the witness? Just kill him as well, and then that would make things a lot easier. Oh, because they're not murderers. That's the thing. The The point oh, was yeah, right. that none yeah. of them were actually bad people, and they yeah. were only killing him because he was a murderer. Yeah. Right. You should have just... Well, you should. they should have nudged Depp towards killing him first. Yeah, that's maybe, what they maybe that's what they should have done. Maybe that's what the sequel is. It's an alternate <laughs> universe. So, um... Based on the trailer, you didn't know who was going to die? No. Oh, oh, sorry. I was... No. Did I? Because I was just watching that trailer and they do show Johnny Depp once. Yeah. They show Johnny Depp once in that trailer. Yeah. And then it does the whole shot where it introduces literally everyone and Johnny Depp is not amongst them. Yeah. No, I I definitely... If I didn't know 100%, I can't remember. Right. But it was like... 
if I had to guess which of the cast was dead, it was going to be him first. Okay. If that was just me being dumb and me not realizing that Depp wasn't in that opening lineup, mm. but I'm pretty sure I noticed that. I, yeah. You know, I didn't. You know, that trailer came out in June. Johnny Depp was the only person I knew that was in this movie. I thought he was the star character. And yeah, that would have sucked. <laughs> oh, fuck, and... I wouldn't have paid for it. <laughs> and then the the moment, um, the moment uh, there was during the the murder night. Yeah. <laughs> you you hear a character sort of go up to Johnny's door and say, oh, are you okay, sir? And you hear, yes, everything's fine. And it's like kind of quiet. And I'm like, nah, Johnny's dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and Johnny's dead and they were using him as promotional material to, to get people to see this. But then I thought, well, I saw that trailer and I was like, well, they didn't actually. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, they didn't show him in that opening lineup thing. Yeah. But the kind of big crescendo was him smiling at Michelle Mpfeiffer at the yeah, end. Yeah, right. Sorry, not Mpfeiffer, Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah, like, it was kind of like, a, oh, fucking, he's in it as well. Yeah. Quick, look. And he yeah. does a creepy smile, which, you know, aligns with his character both in real life and in this movie. <laughs> they had some very meta uh, lines towards Johnny in this, I think. Was there like, was they're out to get me. No, it was, um, Kenneth Branagh said straight to, hi- to him as they were talking, is like, why won't you help me, sir? And it's like, and Kenneth Branagh says, "I just don't like your face. You're <laughs> yeah. like, you're a bad person." Yeah. <laughs> See another another example of comedy being at the beginning of the movie, something like that. It was funny, <laughs> genuinely funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought Johnny. I thought he was. I I don't want to admit it, but he he acted well. In yeah, this. he did act well. And actually, I said to you in the drive home, it gave me a little bit of faith for his role as Grindelwald in the new Harry Potter film because. I hate that so much. <laughs> well, s- seeing him play, like, they weren't trying to de-age him or in- anything in this. They Like, he looked his age, mm. and he looked old and sort of, you know, worn and yeah. down. And I hope that's what Grindelwald will be. You know, more. he's an older dude. He's not... He's, <laughs> you know that image know. from The Simpsons of Mole Man wearing a backwards cap and wearing Bart Simpson's clothes? Yeah. And it's like, what's up, dudes? <laughs> yeah. That's Johnny Depp in the Harry Potter yeah. franchise. Yeah, so he's got far. his beach blonde. Sorry, his yeah. bleach blonded hair. He's got his little spikes. Yeah, so far that hair. is what he is, and that's why it's very kind of bad. Yeah. So I hope they lean in a different direction when they actually make the movie. <laughs> uh, come on, J.K. Yeah, bring back Colin Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't know anyone anyone in this movie besides Johnny astounded yeah. to see the cast well I'll quickly go through the cast because I yeah. wrote them all out so um, first I'll say that it was directed by Kenneth Branagh which we've been talking about he also did Thor yep crazy um, he also did that Cinderella remake that someone I know won't huh. shut the fuck up about 2015 <laughs> apparently it's excellent it is good I'll believe it if Do I you ever... would you know, like to know a fun trivia fact about that movie can I tell you a trivia fact about it first okay he wrote a song for it Kenneth Branagh was a writer on one of the soundtracks. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. I saw that on his page today. <laughs> um, my fun fact is, uh, what's his name? The dude who played Rob Stark in... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, something Madden. Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Yeah. They nearly didn't cast him because his dick was too big. And when, it, when, it was, when he was in the suit, <laughs> it was like too big of a bulge. <laughs> so what do they have to do? Do they have to pad up his pants? To look like he's got like thicker legs, so that yeah. the bulge wasn't as I guess prominent. So. I don't know how they solved the issue, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> and it's so funny that it was for Cinderella, yeah. Of all things. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for the for the cast though, um, Kenneth Branagh, he was the director of Thor. Uh, Johnny Depp, Daisy Ridley, Michelle Pfeiffer, Judy Dench. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't even. You know, Not thinking, know that thinking back from, like I said, I saw this trailer so long ago. Mm. She came out with Olivia Coleman. And, oh, yeah. And I was like, that's fucking Judy Dench and Olivia Coleman. Like, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. The people that I definitely remember going in was Branna, uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, Wait, Daisy and, Ridley? Yeah. Ray from Star Wars. Wait, she was in this? Yeah, she was the she was the main person that wasn't Kenneth Branagh, essentially. She was the one that they, he took outside. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't great. notice that. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Seriously? What? Seriously? Oh no! You fucking idiot! Nah, you're. Oh right. yeah, it does look like her. Yeah, it's because oh. it is her. I think she had a different costume. Well, yeah, she, she, <laughs> she wasn't. She dressed. wasn't wearing a Ray outfit. That's why I didn't know. <laughs> I don't think that um that this character was raised in a desert planet. No, 
Um, but the other person that I knew for sure was Josh Gad and Willem Dafoe. Yeah. So I was like, okay, these these people, cool. Yeah. That's a stacked cast. But then you know, people that I didn't realize was Michelle Pfeiffer, Judy Dench, Penelope Cruz, um, Leslie Odom Jr., who was the doctor. And I was like, I recognize him, but I don't know where it's from. Oh, yeah. um, I've seen a TV show called Smash. It's embarrassing <laughs> to say. It's adult glee. Right. And uh, I've, he's in that. Um, and Derek Jacoby, who's in everything. I feel like he's in like an episode of Doctor Who and an episode of everything in the planet. This is the dude that showed up on screen. And I was like, dude, is that Uncle Ben? <laughs> it wasn't. And I was like, uh, that, it's not Uncle Ben. Maybe. <laughs> Well, in terms of movies, like, he's not in anything that I've seen, but I've seen him in every TV show. Yeah, right. So, that, like, that this cast was, like, stunned me when I saw them all because I was like, hang on, these are all really good actors, and I thought this was going to be, like, an average film. How did they get this, like, cast? I, I will know. tell you how. Yeah. Because they knew that, that they couldn't fuck up their source material. Right. And they didn't, you know, like, yep. I would, do you so want what, me to yeah, tell what, you the, what score did it get? 60. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, you said 60. I When we walked out, I checked it, and it was at 64. Right. And I think now it's on 59. Oh. So... I think that's what it deserves. No, I think it deserves <laughs> about 65. Yeah, no, 65, yeah. It's a solid C it's, grade. It's, it's not a rotten movie. No, far from it. I had, a good, I had a good time. Yeah. The, the comedy was fine. The aesthetic was exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. You know, they really modernized. This, you know, is still set in the 30s. But they modernized, like, it looked amazing. Yeah. Though I was relatively impressed by Kenneth Branagh's directing. Mm -hmm. They were, like, they actually took the time to show some of, like, the side-eyeing from the characters oh, to, yeah. towards other characters. It wasn't just um, Hercules. <laughs> I, had to, I'd, I had to look at my um, <laughs> my hikers <laughs> to remember his name. Um, it wasn't just his story. Like, there were some conversations just between the other people yeah it was good um and if we're summing up i think i'll just say that my favorite bit was seeing johnny depp's dead body <laughs> oh his dead body or them all stabbing him oh like that <laughs> that one i thought yeah. that was a good scene when they all went in and stabbed him yeah it was cool like seeing them all react differently yeah, to it yeah that was good actually you got josh gad not being sure you got the dude that was like all right i'm just doing it but like uh kind of gross and then you got like the really like you know, you you got it's a audio medium, so you can't see me. But like, I'm putting the back of my palm up to my forehead and going, ah, <laughs> you know, like doing that, like, ah, right. stab. Okay. One more uh, major preconception I had. Okay. Now I said to you in the in the cinema, oh hey Scott, isn't it funny how um the last three films, including this one, um films we've seen have all been in a cinematic universe? And you're like, oh, wh what do you mean? I was like. Well, there's Thor, Ragnarok, uh -huh. that was in the MCU. When we saw Justice League last week, that's in the DCEU. And then there's this, which is in the Monsters universe, the uh, the Universal Monsters universe, which it includes um, the Mummy <laughs> and and, uh, and Doctor Jekyll and Doctor Jekyll and Dracula and your Invisible Man. So this and I got so mad at you. You yeah. <laughs> I, now what I thought was happening was that this was the Invisible Man movie. I thought Johnny Depp was playing the Invisible Man in this movie. You so you thought the Murder on the Orient Express, the yes. book from the thirties, was the main character because you thought Johnny Depp was playing the lead, yeah. the detective figuring out the who done it. I didn't know you, if he, yeah. you knew that this was a who done it. Yeah, you thought that he was the Invisible Man. I thought he was the Invisible Man. Why didn't the Invisible Man like look through everybody's stuff and be in the scene of the crime? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, here's why I thought this. First of all, first of all, I didn't know Johnny Depp had so many movies in the works. So I just thought, okay, I know like they're trying to start their monsters universe. Yeah. And I know Johnny Depp's the Invisible Man, so I'm guessing like maybe this is that. Mm -hmm. They've they've got a crazy cast, like, they, and they're not gonna let. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. They're, um, they're probably not gonna make it to <laughs> the Invisible Man. No. Tell you what. Probably not. Um. But the other thing was there was that episode of Doctor Who. It was called Mummy on the Orient Express. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I was like, okay. And the 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 villain in that was a mummy, but it was an invisible mummy? 
Was that a David Tennant one? No, it was a it was a um, Peter Capaldi one. It was a Capaldi. Oh, I'm thinking of Midnight when the train starts. No, I thought it was the recent, you know, the Doctor Who episodes. They can sometimes just be a parody of other things. Yeah. And I thought it was just a parody of Murder <laughs> on the Orient Express. And because they had a mummy with bandages, I was like, okay, so that's just borrowing from the Invisible Man, who I know is a character who like pretty sure he wraps his face in bandages so he can be seen because he's invisible <laughs> like he, he when he wraps bandages you can see his form okay so that i would pr- i would just wear like glasses <laughs> you know so because doctor who had done this thing with the mummy on yeah. the express i thought <laughs> that oh okay so it's a parody of a supernatural thing murder on the orient express whereby the invisible man has maybe he's not the killer but maybe he is on this train. Well, you... <laughs> I mean, like, it, it was a... You did good detective work there, Ollie. Yeah. It was good detecting. Um, I was very wrong. And it shows what happens when you don't watch a trailer. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I did say this to you afterwards. As we walked out, I was shook because I was worried that this was actually going to be in the Monsters universe. Yeah. Because you planted that seed in my mind. Yeah. And the movie ends with... um. Kenneth Branagh walking off the train and then the dude that he was planning on meeting came up to him and was like, there's been a, there's been a thing that's happening. There's been a murder yeah. on the river Nile over in Egypt. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I haven't seen the mummy. Yeah. But I, ah. I suppose <laughs> that it had something to do with Egypt. Yeah. And I just went, oh no. <laughs> he was right this whole time. And that you know, means, you're not going to have Kenneth Branagh running around next to Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe. <laughs> and it just, it for uh, for one moment, I just went, oh, fuck, he was right. <laughs> the bastard. So, but I'm, gl- I'm so glad I asked you that. It would have been a different experience yeah. for me. And you did say before <laughs> the movie started, you were like, one of us is going to come out of this very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up. Let's do a um, let's do a rating. What do you reckon? Um, I've already given you mine. I'm giving it a six point five. It's a credit. It's a solid credit. Yeah, same from me. It's a cool. credit. Trailer thoughts? You've I seen the one. I know it had, it did. You know, it was kind of a weird horror movie thing, which it which is not what the film was, and it used dumb imagined dragons. But it wasn't so generic. Yeah, no, that I'm, I'm with it you. was different. Like, and the fact that they. Yeah, just the fact that they did a one-shot to introduce all these characters was very cool. Yep. So um, Letter, letter grade? Yeah. I'll give a distinction. Uh, for the, Also for the fact that they didn't make Johnny Depp seem like he was a big main character. Cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm the same. Way. It would have been a distinction, but I, I'm taking points off for <laughs> the very off-tone music choice yeah. and the very off-genre tone, genre, you know, yeah. first 15 yeah. seconds of it was so dumb. So it's... It, but it was solid. I was really, you know, if this was a generic quick shot of whatever happening and then quick shot of whatever happening and yeah. then try to make it look like an action more than, right, more right. than it was. I thought this set the tone well enough that it would be a, it's just a credit as well. Yeah. This is a very average movie all around. All right, boys and girls, it's time for a little game. And it's me hosting this week's segment of The Fruit is a Cute, the Rotten Tomato video game. Woo! You usually host this one, but I'm hosting because you actually have seen Rotten Tomatoes more often this year, Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen it at all this year because I'm not allowed to look at titles. So I'm out here with supreme knowledge, and let's put it to the test. Also, like I said last time I do this, I don't go to the website. I just type in whatever movie I want to talk about. So I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So... This week has a little bit of a theme. Oh, what could the theme be? Okay, so first one, horns. Oh, sorry, Daniel Radcliffe. Mr. Daniel Rad. So I got to figure out what, what percentage? percent within 5%. Mm-hmm. Um, thorns. Horns. <laughs> thorns. Hmm. Um, I feel like it, it wasn't any good in the way that it wasn't critically acclaimed right because it was one of daniel radcliffe's first and if it was amazing it would have you know yeah it was i feel like it was on the it kind of flew under the radar which was unfortunate so Mm. i'm gonna say 63 okay i've seen it and i do like it and you're saying 63 can i change mine yes 
I feel that, that was too quick. You want me to change it? You want me to be well, wrong? You're, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to change it to 65. 65. <laughs> uh, a little bit of a no. Oh, no. Was I, right, was I right the first time? Was no. I right when I said 63? No. Horns got 40%. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, that's really that's just a big shame. Yeah, it's shame. sad because it's a it's kind of a good movie. It's got a sucky ending, but otherwise you are looking through that movie through your your Harry Potter. I might Daniel be. I might, I might. I shaded <laughs> sunglasses. Possibly, very likely, yes. Um, okay. Your nostalgic here's, here's glasses. the next one. Yeah. Me before you. Ah. Oh, ah. One of the few movies that I watched. After reading the book. Right. What did you think of the movie in comparison with the book? It was bad. Yeah, nah. It was bad okay. compared to the book. What did you think it got? Um, well, um, despite having an amazing cast of Finnick, mm-hmm. Daenerys, oh. and Clara from Doctor Who, ah. Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter. Ooh. No, it was bad. I think a lot of people didn't think it was bad. If they thought it was good, then they thought it was average. So I'm going to say 57%. 57%. I give you a little... Ding, ding, ding. Woo! Woo! I'm so smart when I put all the pieces together. You got that exactly right. It's Did 57%. Yay. That's very, very good, good of you. Thank you. All right. I got one exactly right last time I played. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you, you... In the two times I played this, I might have been on par with how many incorrectly <laughs> correct. Yeah. So I've given you two movies already. Yeah. You can possibly work out my theme. And you, maybe you'll definitely work out the theme with this next one. I've already forgotten what the first movie was. It was Horns. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so Anchorman 2. <laughs> um, great movie. Um, a friend of mine thinks it is the worst movie he's ever seen. <laughs> he said he almost walked out, wow. but he had to... He, he cares too much about his money. Right. And he thought, it's. I might get an extra laugh out of this, maybe. Right. Do you think it did well? I this, loved it. Yeah? I thought it was It was my favourite comedy movie of that year. That right. was, that came out the same year as um The World's End, uh-huh. or whatever oh, yeah. it was called. And I was like, oh, which oh, one's yeah, my favourite? Well, the, the, oh, This Is The End? This Is, that, is The yeah, End, yeah. That was good. Um, But I ended up thinking that Anchorman 2 was my favourite because um, it's got Kanye in it. Yeah. And that was a great moment for me because my brother knew it was uh, Ignorance is This, bloody way back when. Yeah. Um, my brother was like, hey, come and see this movie. My favorite movie is the first Anchorman. So I was like, all right, man, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And then bloody Kanye's in there. And yeah. I look at Josh and I'm like, Kanye? And he looks at me, shakes his eyebrows <laughs> up and down like, yeah, bloody didn't know about that one, did you? <laughs> I wasn't active on the Kanye West socials at the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was people would have thought it was average. Yeah. In like average for a how average good comedy movie, I'm gonna say sixty nine percent. Sixty nine, ooh, nice number. <laughs> well, I was um, I was gonna say like seventy two, but I thought that's within five percent of sixty nine, so yeah. I'll change it to sixty nine because it's a comedy movie. Right, but. <laughs> but I didn't realize, I didn't think at the time that that would mean that I'm getting rid of the 5% taken yeah. away from the top of 73, yeah. because I would have been right the first time. You, yeah, because 75, <laughs> no. it got 75. So I started a, with 73. That's a shame for you. Now, can I you... literally took it down because I thought, <laughs> oh, well, it's within 5% of we, 69. I may as well choose it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you were one out, so that's unfortunate. Mm. Can you work out the theme by any chance, just based on these and the and a question I asked you before the show? Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? My favorite actors. Yeah. So Daniel <laughs> yeah. Radcliffe, I sort of just kind of guessed. Yeah. Like, it was in my head when you said it. Okay. And Jenna Louise Coleman in uh-huh. Me Before You. She's gorgeous, guys. Yeah. You have a Facebook page. Don't tell people. Okay, I won't. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> it's fine. You can admit it. I have a, okay. I have a Scott... Facebook page that I made. Look, I'll, I'll be the one to say it. I'll stand yeah. up. I'll put my hand up and say... Um, after the the first season of Doctor Who starring Jenna Louise Coleman, yeah. I made a Facebook page thinking I'm going to get so many likes with this. Yeah. And because um, there was a page that was really prominent at the time called I Fucking Love Science. Yeah. And it was blowing up. And I thought, I'm going to make a page and start the trend <laughs> of just people making Facebook pages called I Fucking Love X. Yeah. And at the time, I Fucking Love Jenna Louise Coleman. And I thought, <laughs> it's so easy to just retweet photos of her at press conferences or whatever. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna start rolling in the likes. But Jenna Louise Coleman's doing very well. Yeah, you still get likes to it this day. I'm getting I'm waking up every morning. It's like three more people had just liked this page, and I'm like, okay, great. And then I'll get a message being like, hey, gorgeous, and I'm like, I'm not Jenna Louise Coleman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a page called I Love Jenna Louise Coleman. Do you reckon she runs this? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> it's very amusing that you own that page. But yes, the theme is your favorite actors. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll continue with the thing. Uh, I love you, man. Oh, Jason Segel, Paul Rudd. Yes. Is it, was that who? Paul Rudd's your favorite actor. Oh. <laughs> Since <laughs> when? Because <laughs> you, you thought he was a great choice for Ant-Man. He is. Yeah, he still no, is. And he's, he's fine. I was, I was, <laughs> I do, I do have a, a, a trope about my, in my own personality in which whenever there's a contentious casting, I'll always just be like, they wouldn't have cast them if yeah. he wasn't perfect. Yeah. So that, I think he might've started it with him along with um, yeah. uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. The the time that was coming out, we were also very into a, a <laughs> an online video called Celery Man. Guys. <laughs> It's starring you, Paul Rudd. If you if you have a spare two and a half minutes of your day, just log on to YouTube and type in Celery Man <laughs> and you'll fuck, it's gonna make you love that person so much. <laughs> so speaking of uh Paul Rudd being in stuff uh, finishing with the word man, mm-hmm. I love you, man. I feel like it's just you keep on giving me these so average average movies, you know, like this is kind of like right smack bang in the middle of the Judd Apatow making a yeah. movie with every actor and then changing the lead but keeping the same roster of cast oh, yeah. in every movie. Right. So this would have been in the same time as 40-Year-Old Virgin and stuff like that. Yeah. And they, I feel like they were all received well enough that this would have garnered a 75% online rating, if not the 40-Year-Old Virgin would have. And um, that movie about being pregnant, Knocked Up. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah, nah, 73, 75%. 75 is a... Oh, come on, mate. No. Sorry, mate. Don't be Sorry, like that. Sorry, mate. It's 83%. It people, was more than I was people expecting. People love a love that's, you, man. You know, that's good. Yeah. I love it when I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm getting a... a I'm getting a... Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting it to be good, and then you tell me it's more good. That makes me happy. Yeah. Good on Paul Rudd. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah. He's a genuinely cool... Again, it's... If he turns out to be problematic, I'm done with Hollywood. I just won't watch movies anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. I don't really do it anyway. <laughs> so your final film, um, L.A. Confidential. Oh, my favorite movie. Yeah. You did research this one in high school. I did. Though. I did. I was into the uh, the, the noir genre because yep. um, L.A. noir um, was just a thing. Yeah. It's a neo-noir. Yeah. Why did you pick this? Russell Crowe? <laughs> no. Your favourite actor, Kevin Spacey. Oh, no. <laughs> Might I draw attention to oh, the court? no. <laughs> I sound clip it from um, our episode 17 of Ignorance Is This. In- you know the exact time? We've yeah. done 30 episodes of this. Yeah, um, where I mentioned... I, we were talking about... <laughs> talking about whether if we see an actor on screen, whether yeah. it takes us out of the movie. Yeah, and then you said, oh, Kevin Spacey. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. And you're like, yeah, just because he's such a good actor. Mm. He's just like a great actor. Probably a great bloke. <laughs> yeah, probably a great. You probably said he's the best person in the world, yeah. I recall you saying, and that he brings Fuck. you out of the movie for that reason. In light of recent news, it's unfortunate. Very much he's still a good actor. There's um, there's a, the, the lady that plays the femme for telling that is also quite, she's well known now, isn't she? Okay. She kind of got a start from this. Oh, was it? um? Is it Michelle Pfeiffer? No. Was it uh, Nicole Kidman? Uh, she was in there. I don't know if she... Anyway, who cares? Yep. The movie was good. People liked it. Yeah. 81%. Woo. No good for you. Oh, fuck. You said, ooh, and I was like, I've got it exactly right. I've hit it on the <laughs> head again. Like, it is it is a good movie, but it's such a good movie that it has 99%. What? Yeah. LA Confidential. Oh, People holy shit. People really, really love but, it. But, like, you expect 99s to be... The Tarantinos and the Kubricks yeah. and whatever. Yeah. I don't even know who made this movie. Who cares? That's what the answer yeah. is. Because clearly, see, that's why. Like, I knew it was good, but yeah. you, it's never in. It's it's in nobody's top ten of all time list. No, that's true. And yet, it's got right. a ninety nine percent. Just because people couldn't find a way to fault it. I yeah. Guess. You know, it's a 
it's a sick genre when done right. Mm. And what what year did it come out? In the early 2000s? Um, Maybe even in the 90s? 1999, I think. I it, but, like, it's still new enough. Yeah. You think, oh, yeah, that well, that's, like, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you think, what was... You know, that's quite a long time. I still consider that to be recent. I think of a right, movie yeah, with Nicole Kidman and, oh, sure. and Kevin Spacey just to be recent. Yeah. Cool. Oh, they brought the the old noir genre back into recent times. Mm-hmm. 20 years before 1999, mm. it would have been like the popular genre in like the 70s and the 80s, right? No. It still would have been bustling. No, I think it died in the 50s. Did it die in the, like I know it yeah, was they started doing it, it. it was a th- massive in the fifties, but it was still didn't they like I just imagine that it, it would have been like relatively consistent. Mm. Was this a genre that died and then came back? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it stopped happening post forties and fifties. Fuck. I thought like that was when it was at its peak and then it just oh. kinda dwindled throughout the rest of our oh, time. Yeah, I'm sure there were like some like one or two in the sixties and whatever, but I don't because they moved on from black and white, it was never like Not Psycho. Sa- yeah. <laughs> you had a very serious face on yourself just then. You looked at me waiting for me to crack a smile, but yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> anyway. I'm never joking when it comes to Anthony Perkins. <laughs> that is the end of the segment. Why didn't you put Anthony Perkins in the in my favourite actors? If you would like to get in contact with us, um, I'm going to be able to dedicate a lot more time to this podcast in in the coming months. <laughs> um, expect memes on the Facebook page. Oh, wow. Uh, if you would like to see those memes, you can check us out on Facebook <laughs> with uh, facebook.com slash ignorance is this podcast. Uh, Twitter us. We got a very nice Twitter message oh. um, last week saying um, it's criminal that we don't have more listeners. Oh, that's so nice. that was very nice. And he uh, he asked for my opinion and your opinion as well on a video essay and I watched the video essay and it was about Dunkirk. It was saying that Dunkirk was the worst war movie he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I gave my thoughts on that. So thank you for that. <laughs> if you would like to get in contact with us on Twitter, you can do so at ignorance is pod. Um, and we also have a YouTube channel that, like I said before, I'll be actually dedicating some time to doing some stuff on that soon. Now that I'm done with uni and, uh, what am I forgetting? Oh, a uh, Gmail. You can email us a direct, you know, more than 280 characters or whatever Twitter just updated itself with. Mm. Uh, you can send us an email and that is just like the Facebook page. Ignorance is this podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and that is Pretty much it for another week here at Ignorance is This. You have a lovely little haiku yes. or set of haikus to present to me. Ollie um, was going to do something and I decided to write the haiku for this week. Yep. Um, in that time, I wrote six. Okay. <laughs> and I've ordered them six from haikus. least funny to most funny. Okay. So I'm going to go from least funny. Are these related or you've just written a lot of them? They're all related with the movie. They don't, they don't tie into each okay. other. This is a monster universe <laughs> situation happening. All right. Number six, the least funny. Mm-hmm. Gilderoy stars in Agatha Christie classic. Mustache game on point. Yep. Solid summary of the movie. Okay. Um, who killed Johnny Depp? Widow, <laughs> princess, doctor, or was it the mustache? <laughs> I realise that they're both about mustache. Yeah. They're not they're not connected. See, it would be good if we kept going with the mustache theme. Anyway. Good job, Gilderoy. You managed to make Josh Gad not unbearable. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Very good. Is that you don't express those opinions? No, but like he's become more unbearable with his face. Oh, okay, yeah, true. Uh so bring him back to his roots. Just solid actor. Yep. Number three. Agatha Christie. Is a shit writer. Spoiled book plot in title. Because it's the murder on the Orient Express. That's um, good. Hecru Perol. Mmm. Could go for a nice bottle of red right about now. Because <laughs> his name sounds like a fancy red wine. Right. And this is my favorite one. Okay. Um, Johnny Depp plays a creepy villain. Oh, geez. Wow. What good casting. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, Australia. Good night.